As the year winds down, there's a lot of uncertainty about what 2023 might look like. Will the economy continue to put a damper on things? And for how long? Are ad buyers still enamored with streaming video and OTT, or has that cooled too? In this episode, we tell you what we're seeing and check in with Spectrio's Jimmy Hunt, whose company is tapping a form of OTT that might be insulated from any downturn in ad spending. Welcome to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, bringing you unique insights from two of the industry's brightest analysts and forecasters, Corey Elliott and Gordon Burrell. Today's podcast is sponsored by Basis Technologies, the industry's most trusted partner for building out in-house programmatic capabilities, and Spectrio, the leader in comprehensive digital signage solutions and on-site customer engagement technology. And now, here are your hosts. Corey and Gordon. Hello, everyone in podcast land. I am one of your hosts, Corey Elliott. And with me, as always, the man, the myth, the Gordon Burrell. Oh, sorry. I was turning the clock back. Do you remember to turn the clock back, Corey? Uh, <laughs> no, because uh, I was an hour early for this uh, or an hour late. I'm not sure. <laughs> When are we going to stop that nonsense? You've been busy turning the clock forward for us with the uh, oh, forecast stuff, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, been been working hard on it. So for those of you who don't know, twice a year we update our numbers and look at our forecast that goes out to 2026, but really concentrating on 2023 and understanding the changes that are coming. And boy, howdy, there are a lot of changes that have happened and that result in different numbers for advertising. Yeah, we have a webinar, free webinar on the 17th of November. Uh, we'll tell you at the end of this podcast how to how to register. We're expecting thousands to register for that webinar whenever we have these updates and we push them out there. But this, Corey, is a really interesting and particularly difficult one because the main driver for our numbers are not what other media companies make like everybody else. It's the ones that actually spend the money. Some of them right. aren't there anymore in local markets. They've, they've shuttered. And there's this whole new crop of new businesses that spend their money a bit differently. Tell us about well, what you found. Yeah, what we found is when we looked at the last couple of years have been a frog boiling in water, right? They don't realize they're being boiled. And that's what happened in 20 and 21. But when you look and really compare the newest data to pre-COVID, boy, do you see differences in business makeup. And what I mean by that is we've seen an explosion of small businesses. And by small, I mean small. I mean under 10 employees, if not one employee. And it makes sense if you stop and think about what happened during the pandemic. A lot of people got side gigs or consultancies or started their own little business. But that affects what's being spent in a market on advertising. Yeah, and particularly digital. I had a conversation recently, just a few days ago, with a an advertiser. I can't remember what state they were in, but it's a home improvement company. They're actually going to be on a panel speaking at our conference in Miami in March. And he said when he started out, the only advertising he did was door to door. He'd go around or hire people and <laughs> knock on doors, say, Hey, can oh. you know, I put new gutters on your house, new roof, or you know, whatever right. it is he does. And then he says, as I got a little bit uh, more sophisticated, I started buying digital advertising, and that's all I bought. And then after a few more years, I realized, wow, I really need to do some. And he started doing television advertising. And he said, that's when things really took off. So we may be with these smaller businesses. What, what do you think about this? 
they're in the early stages where they're going to be knocking on doors or maybe just doing some stuff on digital. And they'll be invisible because you won't see them. They won't be on radio. They won't be on a billboard. They won't be in any direct mail that you see or at the newspaper. So it's going to be a challenge, I think, for media businesses to find these new businesses that, like I said, are going to be generally invisible. Yeah, we keep talking about the very long tail of businesses, right, as far as size. And it's an incredibly long tail. Now, here's the challenge. We can puff up our chest and say, boy, local media companies should call on all these small businesses, but we have to be realistic, right? They can't call on really, really small businesses. They've got to cut that tail somewhere. So the challenge is, where do you cut that tail in your market? It's going to be different for every category. It's going to be different for every market, but you're probably going to have to chop the tail off somewhere. Yeah. So overall for 2023, what are you seeing? Can we offer a little bit of insight? Maybe not too much specific, certainly not specific local markets. We're not quite there yet. We're looking at a bigger picture at the moment, but we'll release it all on the 17th during a a big webinar. Overall, total local advertising next year, up or down? Uh, total overall local advertising up. Even um, with the economy, the way Yeah, it's... I mean, yeah, because you, you've got some drivers, local online video will definitely be up. Out of home local will be up. Vertical paid search will be up. Uh, radio. Uh, up more than we thought. Radio is going to be a little down. So it's actually, and I say all things digital, run a site display that those you know, regular old non-targeted banner ads, yeah, yeah, yeah. those are falling even even a little faster than they were last year. They're like off a cliff. The numbers yeah. are so small on those. So it's more targeted banners, which falls yep. into our social media bucket as well. So Online, radio down, uh, newspapers. Audio will be up. And I guess I'm putting promotion in there as well. A lot of promotion will be up in 2023 as well. And that's something that kind of gets glossed over. But you guys got to remember, that's still where money's being spent. People yeah, are spending money there. Discounts, uh, content marketing, all those kind of soft about, advertising yeah, things. That, yeah, they always about, really swell during a downturn in the economy. You know what else is sw- that swelled, swelled is loyalty programs, especially on the local level. We're going to see that come up. We're going to see online loyalty programs on the local level go up over well over 15% in one year. Yeah, But that's off a pretty small base, but still 15% hardy. Okay, I mentioned newspapers. You didn't say anything. What's there to say about newspapers? Up, down? Yeah, yeah, Gordon, they're up. They're up, (laughs) Gordon. Yep, yep, they're going to be up. Down by how much? Are we talking double digits, can you say? No, we're not talking double digits. That's good. Somewhere between 5 and 10%. How how about that? I think that's generally uh, expected. So the big one, I think... Is TV. Yeah. TV, because it's coming off of 2024, or 2020, it's coming off 2024. It's coming off 2022, going into 2024. So we got a little bit of a low, you know, political ad spending in in Olympics and things like that. So it's an odd-numbered year. So it's it, it will see a little bit of a, a downturn in 2023, back back up again in 2024. Yeah, you mentioned uh, OTT being up, and I do want to get back to that. We need to get to this interview with Jimmy Hunt from Spectro. I'm excited about that. That. But let's briefly talk about one of the things that I think informs the model. That's the way we put it. It doesn't drive it. And that is this big local advertiser yeah. survey that we're just completing, thousands of advertisers. A couple of insights from that, Corey. Um, uh, there's a lot of insights from that, it's especially around OTT. We, we spent some time getting to understand 
how local advertisers and local businesses are approaching OTT and are they buying it? And we're seeing an uptick. It's there in the local advertiser survey. More and more are buying and experimenting, but now you're starting to see them getting educated about it. I was surprised to see uh, overall a number of advertisers, a large percentage of them saying they're going to increase or sort of maintain, but, you know, a small percentage next year, even with the uncertainty economy, saying they're going to decrease stuff, all, all kinds of different stuff. But OTT was interesting. I noticed one thing, and I, I peaked. I'm sorry. I, I, I peaked at the results. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, we asked are you buying OTT this year, 2022? 16% said yes, spending an average of $27,000, $28,000, which is a bit more than we have seen. An average yeah. of $28,000, 16% this year buying. When we ask if they're going to buy it next year, 20%. So it's up four points, four percentage points more said, yes, we are going to be buying the next year. So there is a bit of an increase there. The odd thing is that we found, and these numbers may not hold up because the survey is not completed. We might have a few more responses rolling in before we have this webinar on the on the 17th to be able to tell you more about it, is that there was an equal percentage saying they plan to spend more on OTT this year, planning to spend more, as was saying they were spending less this year. So that was a bit odd. And it led to one other thing, Corey, and then we'll get to this interview with, with Jimmy because I did want to talk about OTT. And that was, and I want you to speculate as to why this may be. If you plot on a scattergram the percentage of businesses that are buying each type of media, newspaper, radio, OTT, SEM, et cetera, on one axis, and then you plot on the other axis the percentage of advertisers saying that particular medium is very to extremely effective, OTT falls in low usage, which we would expect 16% this year, maybe 20%. That's low usage compared to some other things and generally low effectiveness. That was a bit shocking to me, you would think. You know, what do you think of that? You'd think that, wow, everybody's going to OTT. It must be really effective. But no, not not that many think it's very too extremely effective. In fact, far fewer than broadcast TV. You know, those, those using broadcast TV who say it's very too extremely effective or direct mail or mm-hmm. you know, the one category that they think or the one type of advertising they think is the most effective. And that is? You have to sign up for the November 17th webinar to hear that. But anyway, what do you think that is? I think that's the evidence of the education, the self-education. And it comes and goes, right? It's when you have a shiny object, everyone goes for the shiny object. Then they start to realize it's the same thing we saw with, with social media spend, that everybody glommed there, went there, and then they realized using it, spending money, they understood how much money they should spend to get what result. And that's what they're doing right now. They're going through the growing pains and the educational pains of, wait, doing OTT is one thing, actually making it effective. Oh, that's something else. I just can't throw money at OTT and think I'm it's going to work. You mean I actually have to put thought into it? Oh, man. Yeah. So I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah, it's a lot of content marketing. It's a lot. Let me tell my story and some things yep. that we're doing and they're, since they're not really technically putting it on TV in front of a big broadcast audience, you don't get a whole lot of people coming up and say, hey, I saw you on TV. You know, say, hey, I saw you on, you know, a YouTube video standing in front of your plumber's truck talking about how long you've been in business. No. So that may be one thing. So coming up in a moment right after the commercial is an uh, interview with Jimmy Hunt. He is with a company called Spectrio that is mining a really interesting form of video that is growing pretty quickly. It's kind of what we call a behind the counter 
type of video. So we'll be talking about that and the interview with Jimmy Hunt right after this. At Basis Technologies, we partner with media companies to drive revenue by providing enterprise-level software and service across programmatic, site direct, search, social, and CTV. Through the power of workflow automation plus world-class support, Basis can help your team scale effectively and efficiently. Ready to get more from your ad tech? Just go to basis.net today. That's www.basis.net. Spectrio is a leading provider of comprehensive digital signage solutions that empowers clients to transform their business locations into modern, dynamic destinations for customers and employees. Headquartered in Tampa, Florida, and founded in 2002, Spectrio serves over 150,000 franchise and enterprise locations in multiple industries, including quick-serve restaurants, automotive, healthcare, and financial services. I've got with me a good friend, known quite a while, Jimmy Hunt from Spectrio. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Hey there, how's it going? It's going great, and it's even better now that you are on. We've been trying to get you on for quite a while to talk about the really interesting stuff that you're doing in video with uh, with Spectrio. But first, let's talk about you, your background, and then tell us a little bit about Spectrio, your senior VP of channel sales and business development. So talk about yourself and then tell us a little bit about Spectrio before we get into it. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. Uh, exciting to be here. So my journey to Spectrio has been a fun one. We started the company Media Distribution Solutions, MDS, based out of Dallas, Texas. And at MDS, we focus primarily on producing video content for media companies, brands, and agencies. But as we were looking to exit, Spectrio saw a need for that type of service and product. So we were acquired in 2019 and been here ever since. We started the channel team with two people, and now we just hired some more folks, and we're up over 65. So you're in a really fascinating business, and I'm excited to have you on the show because I don't think a lot of people know what you do. And when I stand up on stage and talk about OTT and video being a disruptive medium and that it's creating a completely new marketplace, it's not just disrupting TV and people who buy TV are now buying some you know, streaming video or video type advertising. You are reaching a pretty significant base of new to video advertisers. So tell us a little bit about what Spectrio is in the video realm, how the videos are distributed, you know, where, and the type of messaging that the clients are putting out there. Spectrio historically is focused on digital signage and that historically has meant menu boards and various types of screens and signage within small businesses. Most of them were static. But since the acquisition, the real purpose and the focus is to provide ongoing, continual, high-end, dynamic video content to be displayed on those screens. So historically at MDS, we were producing video content for clients' websites or social campaigns. And we still do a ton of that. We're still producing seven to 10,000 pieces of content for those purposes. But the go-forward plan, what we really dug into this past year is finding additional ways to produce content specifically for digital signage. And what I mean by that, it could be in a doctor's office, it could be in a bar, restaurant, it could be an automotive shop. And it's it's producing engaging content that will really pop out and stick with the viewer. So if it's for, let's say it's a doctor's office, or when I go to get my tires change at the tire dealership or the car worked on, they have a video screen in in the waiting room and behind, they have another one behind the counter. 
it's content about them, right? It's not selling advertising from somebody else onto that particular screen because they have people in their waiting room. It's really their story, their products. Is that pretty much it? So it can actually be both. So we have a lot of partners and clients that focus solely on producing content, menu boards, whatever the case may be, about their business. And that's typically with the goal to educate, whether it's a customer, a potential client, maybe an employee. We do a lot of back of house digital signage for one of our largest partners, Dick's Sporting Goods. The case study there is we took over all their front of house content. And that's what you would imagine. It's, it's, it's high end content with athletes wearing particular shoes or a brand. But then they really wanted to focus back of house as well. What is yes. front of house? Front of house in this space means when you just walk into a restaurant, a store, into an office, that's what everyone sees. So that's if you they it could be an interactive kiosk, it could be a video wall behind a reception desk. It's that it's that public facing video content and digital signage. And back of houses. Yeah, back of house typically, um, and especially in this scenario, is is that's for employees. It could be we do a lot of the manufacturing factory space, and that's a lot about safety. It's the producing video content to um, help educate the employees uh, what not to do in a factory, or it could be in the example with Dick's Sporting Goods. That was to help coach them on various sales tactics when they are on the floor, on the front of house. So if an employee was struggling with articulating a particular product or inventory question, then back of file signage in the break room would have tips and we call them coaching moments to help educate the employees. And what uh, the brand saw was that they saw an increase in productivity, sales, and also employee retention. Are you producing the videos for them and helping them with the scripting or is that something an agency does? What is Spectrio's role? So, when possible, we like to do everything. We have a robust video and creative team. They're all over, but mostly in Texas and Oklahoma. But we have some partners that allow us to do everything from start to finish. And that's the creative development, the scripting, the storyboards, all the way through the production. But we do partner with agencies and various media companies. And if a brand has a piece of content, they're more than welcome to use that. Um, I'll give one quick example of how we combined the two. So we had a big campaign with one of the largest radio groups in the country. Their client had an agency that produced an amazing high-end million-dollar commercial. It was a fast food chain. And with within the commercial, they had someone jumping over a, a canyon with fireworks. It was, it was crazy. So we took that 60-second video and cut it down and localized it for 700 locations. And then... Those videos were then produced for social media as well as in-store. So when you were on your phone scrolling, you'd get an ad, uh, 15 second driving that viewer to that location. Then once they went into the location, they would have a longer format, similar style video on the digital signage. It sounds like it was a television ad and then the radio group got a hold of it and did a lot more with it. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. But it was it was a very interesting case study for us because it, it really helped us articulate and explain the customer journey. Right. The goal is to is to feed various types of video content on different platforms, different channels, um, but all have a similar message. And that way it helps build brand awareness. Now, you have lots of 
direct buyers or advertisers themselves, but you recently changed your go-to-market strategy just to work with media companies. Is that right? We did have two different selling units within Spectrio. I've always overseen the channel team. Um, So we had business development, account managers, and sellers, obviously. And then we had an enterprise team. And recently, we disbanded the enterprise team with the strategy and thought that all net new business will run through the channel. And it's not just media companies. We actually, media agency is one of our largest industries, but we do a lot of work in the AVIT. So that's everyone from AVI SBL or Almo. Then we also have a strong book of business with the manufacturers. We were just in New York this past week for New York Signage Week, supporting our partner, Sony. And you've got a uh, a show coming up, an event that you're going to be uh, at. Tell us about that. Yeah, really, really excited about that. It's interesting. Taking a step back, Spectrio's main growth pattern over the last decade has been through M&A. We have a very strong M&A strategy. We have a wonderful board. And so we've purposely acquired the best in breed digital signage software companies. But it's kind of left us with all these different personalities and cultures. And so this year, beyond my sales job, my main purpose is to really have one voice. And we had a good time at Burrell and Ecology and some other ones. But this upcoming event is in Las Vegas. It's a digital signage expo, DSE. And it's going to be a fantastic event. It's going to have a lot of end users there, a lot of manufacturers, uh, a lot of our partners and resellers. And that's November 15th in Las Vegas. And I'll be speaking there about this exact topic, just how relevant, how real and important content is and a content strategy is for digital signage. And to be clear, digital signage in what most people think of digital signage is giant billboards on the side of the road. What you're doing is not that because just trying to point out to the listeners, a digital signage on a roadway where cars pass by is not allowed to have video. Your signage or digital signage is video, and it's more in waiting rooms or back shop, as you said, things like that, correct? Exactly, yeah. And when everyone thinks digital signage, you think of Times Square. And because that's been around, it's, it's, it's very prominent. It looks great. And even the stuff that they're doing there, and we actually do have a big book of business, not in Times Square, but across the globe that is outdoor. But most of our business and what we're really focusing on is is bridging the gap between that and making it relevant to the local business. What problem are we trying to solve? What problem are we trying to help for a local business? And that's why it's so interesting to be talking to you today because the media companies has been my home for the last 15 years. I love it. We have some of the best partners But uh, I'm excited to get our media companies and our media partners to start reselling signage to their clients. Okay. Jimmy, how do folks get in touch with you? Yeah. So you can always call me, but uh, the best way to reach me is my email, uh, jimmyh at spectrio.com. J-I-M-M-Y-H. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. We're not going to list your phone number. We did that for (laughs) someone once. And he called and he said, can you take that podcast down? He literally wanted people to text him. And then he said, it just keeps going off. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Anyway, thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate you being on the show. Good luck with, uh, with Spectrio. It is a great, great opportunity, I think, for media companies to really seize the new growing opportunity in OTT in a very different way than most people think about OTT. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And what I think is really interesting about all of that, Gordon, is now 
retailers are becoming their own media companies in a sense, right? They have their own in-store audiences, which is a completely different kind of audience, really, right? You're already in the store. What kind of message do I deliver to you now? Yeah, it's not how you attract them to the store. It's how you get them to pick up a pack of gum or something else or get them to sign up for your loyalty program or or, learn more, make them feel good about being in the store, things like that. There's this whole research that was done on retailers, and it plays into the story of how retailers are realizing they have their own audiences, they have their own, you know, media opportunity here. And it talked about retailers like Walmart, you shared this with me, having a digital audience of 125 million and an in-store audience of 212 million. Right. You know, and even uh, Walgreens in-store audience of 71 million and CVS of 60 million lows. 66 million in-store audience. And then think of your a regional medical center or a, a doctor's office or a, you know even a big furniture store might have hundreds upon hundreds coming in every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and that begins to add up. So I think these videos I think there's something to these videos. It helps advertisers tell their story and it keeps you know that finger in the marketing pie for a media company. I think it's smart by Spectrio to say, "Hey, we want to work with media companies. They're the key to getting to these local businesses that have, you know, audiences. They might want to promote videos to, you know, some product, new products, or things that they have." Another thing he said during it, I like to hear it, is that they're able to explain the customer journey. And I think that's really, really important to understand. We were discussing this before. I don't think for those in-store videos, you can just go out, shoot a video, and then be able to use it both on broadcast TV and in-store. Those are two different things, even though it's the same medium. You know, yeah. it's still video. So that's that's good for to understand the entire customer journey at that point. It's a whole different game from the years of you know generations of selling advertising. We're going to compose a commercial or an ad and, and sell it to you. Now we're going to help you tell your story, and it's and it's in video. I'm looking forward to talking more about OTT and about the forecast that you and your team, Corey, have compiled. It's at our November seventeenth webinar. How does anybody register for that webinar? Good question. Just go to our website, brellassociates.com, and look for the sign-up box. Bam! There's it. Well, who's hosting it? What, the webinar? Yeah. You! You! It's all you, my friend. Uh, Oh, that makes sense. I guess I have that kind of attraction. Yeah, maybe we should hire you out for some of those Backshop Spectrio videos. (laughs) I think they'd really love to see you. You've been listening to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, sponsored by Spectrio and by Basis Technologies. If you have submissions or ideas for future shows, or if you'd like to be a guest, email the hosts at podcast at Thanks for listening, and remember, market well.